high point. It's hard to believe a whole week went by already. It feels like it was just a minute ago. I know. <laughs> Go figure. Time flies. Time flies. Welcome <laughs> to High Point Online. My name is Gerald. And I'm Amy. And we are happy to have you join with us this morning, whether it's your first time or you're just part of our regular family all the day. By the way, even if it is your first time, you're now part of our family. That's right. So let's sit back, relax, get ready for what's going on. We just want to welcome you and tell you something that's going on today. Absolutely. So we have a lot of things that have been happening this month. But one thing we have coming up this weekend, and we want specifically for you, for our online viewers, we want you to come out and be part of this. We have an outdoor movie night, oh, okay. Saturday the 29th, starts at 6.30, the movie will start around around 7, but we're going to have popcorn. Okay. We're going to have some hot chocolate, Okay. some, you know, refreshments. You can bring a picnic dinner and eat, you know, hang out with your fam before the movie starts, play some games. This is just a great time to get together. Plus, we get a movie. And we have already, we have an online connection with God, right? Saying, hey, the weather's going to be awesome. You know, it, That's it's right. like radio transmission is right. going on. Yes, yes. Y'all can just start interceding right now <laughs> for no bad weather. Uh, but again, that's the 29th. We would love for you to come out and be part of it with us. That's awesome. Another thing, just a reminder for you guys, all right? Next week, October 30th, is our online service only. Now, you guys are already watching this online, but this is just a reminder for everyone else. Remember, we're gonna come together online at 10.30 on 10.30. Like that? So, so next week, online only, we're all coming together. But also in the month of October, before we get ready, I don't want you to forget, this gives us our last moment to show our love to our pastors because it's still Pastor Appreciation Month. If you haven't heard me say it yet, and because I love it, I love my pastors, Pastor Appreciation Month. So this is an opportunity to give your gifts, your love offers, your cards. Just write little notes and say thank you for all the support that you give us. Yeah, absolutely. And we appreciate that so much. Thank we you. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, we just want to take a moment to continue this time before we head into the message, really just to take a moment and focus on our giving. I know sometimes we can hear about giving over and over and it can get kind of lost. And I just want to remind you this morning, giving is seen by God. God sees your heart. He hears, you know, he knows, he knows what that bank account looks like. And it is sacrificial when we give above and beyond. And sometimes it's hard, you know, and I remember even in our early years of ministry, Andy and I, when it came to giving, it was a priority for us. And I always felt so encouraged because no matter how small the bank account numbers looked, we were never without. We always put God first in our giving. And I just wanna encourage you with that this morning. Give with a cheerful heart and just know that God sees you. He, he sees what's going on. And I believe God's gonna meet you with that and, and bring blessings beyond what you can imagine, amen? So with that, let's pray and then we'll head into our message. God, we thank you so much just to be able to laugh together, have some fun, uh, joke around, but God, also to uh, just come and experience you online this morning. God, I pray for those of us that are participating with service this morning, Lord, that you would meet them where they are. God, I pray in their giving, God, that you would meet them where they are, Lord, in their relationships, God, and they're seeking you, God, and knowing you. And God, I pray that the message that we hear this morning would minister to us. Let our eyes, our ears, our hearts, our minds all be open to receive what it is that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning, High Point Church. It's great to be here with you today. My name is Jason Hubbard. I'm on the leadership team here at High Point. Um, I get the privilege of 
kind of wrapping up the series that we've been, been on called Upon This Rock. We've been talking about what the church is, what the church is supposed to be about, and um, talking about how we are supposed to treat one another in the church and outside the church. Scripture says that we are, as individuals and as the church, that we are a chosen people, that we are, we're called, that we're redeemed, that we're set apart for a particular and given mission, that each of us have been given a mandate and a mission by God to live as Christ followers and to make a difference in people's lives. That we as a people, we're talking about the mission of God, that we as a people are sent. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about sending. That the, the, that, that the church is a sending agency and that we are, you and I, are a sent people. Now I want to take a step back. I know we just started, started on fire here, started fast. I want to take a step back. Let's talk about the difference between being sent and wandering. Okay? So when you think about being sent, you think that there's, there's an agency or, or a, a people, a group, an organization that's sending, and there's, they're sending with a purpose and intention um, in mind, that there, there's going to be a goal, there's going to be clarity on what's, what, what's in front. When someone is just kind of, you know, leaves somewhere and doesn't know where they're going, and they're going from one place to another kind of without a lot of intention or without a lot of purpose, we call that wandering, right? As Christ followers, we are not going out from the church into the world wandering, hoping that mission will just fall on us or we'll stumble upon mission. No, we are a sent people. We're not wandering. We are sent. We are sent with a purpose. We're sent with a clear mandate from God. Now, I, uh, I was thinking about this when I, if, if I, I've got three children, two still at home. Um, Ava is at Georgia. And I was thinking if I went to the grocery store with, with Nate and Grace in the car, Nate's 16, 17 now, Grace is 13. If I went to the grocery store with them in the car and I just sent them in, I said, go grocery shopping. We need food. They're going to come back with some interesting things. Nate will come back with something you can eat. Nate will come back with um, fried chicken and probably a frozen pizza. No problem. Fried chicken, frozen pizza. Grace is going to come back with Nutella and a bag of goldfish. And that's probably about it. We're going to have frozen pizza, fried chicken, Nutella, and goldfish. Some of you are thinking... Man, that's a good meal. You've got, the, you've got the, the meal and you've got dessert right there. But there's not a lot of substance in that. And I promise you, they would be, because they don't know where anything is, they'd be wandering the hallways, just wandering around, looking, grabbing things off the shelf that look good to them. If I sent them into Target or to Walmart, I don't know if they'd bring back food at all. I mean, they, you know, they'd be just grabbing everything else or just you know, loads of candy. It would help them if I made them a list, if I kind of sent them in with a purpose, like, hey, we're having, a ni- we're having people over, we're having a nice dinner, this is what I need you to go get for me. Then they'll, they'll, they'll go do that. They'll, they'll make that happen. Clarity is essential, is what I'm saying. Jesus 
in his mission in sending us was crystal clear. And it's part of the church's job to facilitate the sending. God has given us as a global church a mandate, and he's given us as individual Christ followers. um, He's given us purpose, and he's given us a mandate to see him glorified and to see the kingdom of God extended. We are not, as a church, just about gathering. Gathering is not enough. We are about sending. We are a people who are on mission. And this has been true from the beginning. This, this mandate has been clear from the very beginning. We look at Adam and Eve in Genesis 1. It says that God created them, man and woman. You know, at the end of that, that creating, he said, this is good. And then what, what happened? He, says, he, he said to them, be fruitful and multiply Fill the earth and govern it. He gives them a mission right from the beginning. Be fruitful and multiply. Make a lot of babies and govern and take care of the earth. It is yours. Post-fall, once sin entered the equation and the earth was, uh, the people were making poor choices and things have gotten a little out of hand, uh, Abraham comes along. And God gives him a clear mandate. He extends this mandate for, for Abraham beyond just what he said to Adam and Eve. And he enters into the realm of redemption. And he says to Abraham, he says, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to a land I will show you. He says, You will be a great nation. So we see that be fruitful and multiply. You'll be a great nation. You'll be be a blessing. It goes on to say that this blessing is so so, so that he would be blessed, so that he would be a blessing to the nations. So we see God begin to work into this mandate, redemption, that we are supposed to be fruitful and multiply, that we're supposed to govern the earth, that we're supposed to take care of what God has given us, um, that that we should be good stewards. But... It goes beyond that. We have to also um, enter into the, to the redemptive work that God has for us as Christ followers. Take Jonah, for example. Even though he was reluctant, he was sent to, during that time to the greatest nation of that time and one of the most wicked places to preach repentance and reconciliation, that they would be reconciled to God. And what happened? They turned, it says, from their wicked ways and embraced the love and mercy and grace of God because Jonah was sent. The prophets over and over again were sent and they were sent with a a clear message, a path of redemption. Moses, he was sent to deliver God's people from oppression, to to send them back out um, to be a blessing to the nations. Jesus was sent from from heaven into earth um, with a mission to redeem his people, to to reconcile us to him, to restore a broken relationship. Romans 5 says this, But God demonstrated his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That he, he... even 
Even while we were rejecting and living for ourselves, Christ came, sacrificed, and died for us so that we now can enter into that life-giving relationship, that we receive his mercy and love and grace and able to walk in a new and restored way. Jesus then, we see he sends his disciples, the 12. He sends the 72 out to do his work. At the end of his, his time there, he, he, he gives the church and those who are following him a mandate. And, and really, um, I want to highlight two verses that I think we could, we could, we could hit a lot of verses through, through the, the New Testament from Jesus and Paul. But I want to highlight two verses, Matthew 28 and Acts 1.8. I'm going to read them. It says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. You see in that, you see ascending, you see a going, you see movement, and you see mission. Let me read again. This is Jesus' final words to, to his people. Read another version of it. Acts 1, 8 through 9. It says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After this, he said, he was taken up before them, their very eyes, into a cloud. We see here both times that, that Jesus was very clear with the disciples and with the, those who were following him what the mandate was. It, it was to go. It was to witness. It was to make disciples and then to teach them how to follow, how to do that again. Gathering together is great. Gathering together as a, as a church is essential, but it is not enough. We absolutely need what happens here in community, the work of the Holy Spirit that sanctifies us, that, that the, the community that, that holds each other accountable and calls each other onward and upward. But we serve a God who is in descending. He's ascending God. And he has called us to himself to become like him. And then he has called, he, he has purposed us to go and to, to make disciples. I want to highlight three misconceptions of the church when it comes to being the church and sending. And, and then highlight the truths. The first misconception we just, we just touched on, that gathering is not enough. This is a misconception of the church. We, we have for so long been successful at gathering people that we, we often in the church have formed a misconception that gathering is enough. That if we become, if we help each other become more like Christ, if we help each other you know, have better character and pray more and read the Bible more and, you know, love each other better, 
that that'll be enough that we will shine like the, the scripture t says and that people will come. This is not God's mission and this is no longer working um, as an effective tool for the church. Don't miss this. Most churches function this way. And, the, and the, the stats are showing this, that over the last 10 years, because, partially because of this, that 70% of churches are decreasing and struggling. And I believe that we are missing the sending part of the church so often. God's light that we, discussed, that we talked about, it's in us. And it shines as we take it out from the church and engage with people in relationship and love them as Christ has loved us, extend mercy and forgiveness and share about the goodness of God. That is when the light goes out. I've heard this picture before that um, when the church is not sending, it becomes and looks like the Dead Sea. Because the, the Dead Sea, the Sea of Galilee, flows out and flows down into the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea does not have an outlet. So the Dead Sea is incredibly salty, and, and the life cannot reproduce there. And so it's, that's why it's called the Dead Sea. But the Sea of Galilee is beautiful and flourishing and has, you know, sea life and all of that. That the, the church, if we're not sending, if we're not going out, we, we slowly over time become like the Dead Sea. So the truth is that gathering is not enough. The church must be outwardly focused. That we exist... And we've got to say this over and over and over again. We can't say this enough. That we exist for those who have not experienced the goodness and the love of God. Who have, have, not, who, who have not heard or who have not tasted how good God is. Jesus told us at the end of his life, we just read to go. And, and, and it says, go into where? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I want to break that down for us in a relational way. Let's look at Jerusalem. The, at that time, that was where they lived. That was where the Jewish people gathered. Let's look at Jerusalem as our people our family, our friends, the people we see on a very regular basis or we run into, um, our neighbors, hopefully, people in your community, people, um, maybe if you have kids that are, are put on, on, at the sports fields or if you volunteer at the school, the, the teachers and the people where, that, that you're volunteering with. That is our Jerusalem. And we are all called to, to go, and we are all sent into those areas to carry 
the love of God. Then there's Judea. So this is a little bit of a larger surrounding area community, um, still with very much within reach. But if, if we put it into our context, maybe it, the, going into Judea is like going to Kennesaw State University or going up and you know, do, doing a church plant um, down towards the city or, or up in Woodstock or past Woodstock. That we are, the church would need to facil help facilitate us as the body of Christ being sent on a particular purpose to expand the kingdom in that way. And then Samaria. Now, this is an interesting one. These are people who are different than us. Um, these are people who possibly, like to the Jewish people, were, were seen at least as enemies, you know, as outcasts. Um, these are people where we have to step out of our, our comfort zone and, and move into a different kind of world, in a sense, to be able to reach into it. And sometimes that, that takes um, a lot of courage. That takes a lot of boldness. And often we are, and I say this for myself, unwilling to do that. But God is calling us to step out. God is calling us as a church. We are sent to be carriers of the good news. We are ambassadors of Christ. And then to the ends of the earth. That's everyone else. And, and that's probably looking like sending long-term missionaries. That's, that's, you know, church planting. Um, hopefully, that, that looks like short-term missions that, that we do as a, as a church. So misconception one is that gathering is enough. It's not. We are a sent people. We must be outwardly focused. Misconception two is that the bulk of discipleship happens here at church in the gathering. Churches often have made discipleship about a series of classes or a really good Bible study. Um, maybe even like going to your small group. That, that if we're doing those things, if we've attended the classes, we've stu we study the Bible, and we go to our life group, then we've got it. We're, we're a disciple and we're part of this discipleship process. Um, but that is not the definition of discipleship. That is definitely part of it. We need to do those things. But we've missed it. There is something inherent in discipleship about sending. That, that we have to there, if we look at the, the scriptures, it says, therefore, go. That, that's move from where you are. Leave your, your comfort zone. Leave the place you find yourself. Go. Step out. It's intentional. It's moving in a direction. Make disciples of all nations. It says, be. Once the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, once we give our life to Christ and he becomes part of us, it says, be a witness. That, that is who we are. We become a witness as we go. So the, the misconception is that the bulk of discipleship happens at church. But the reality is that we are sent to make. 
that the bulk of discipleship, and this is a change of our, our kind of perception often, I know, I know it has been for me at times, that the bulk of discipleship happens outside the church with intentional relational building, with intentional relationships, and intentional relationships. Jesus said he came down for very particular things. He says he came to seek and save the lost. He says, I did not come for the healthy. I didn't come for those who are well. I came for those who are sick. It was clear that Jesus was intentionally moving into a place to share the gospel. To, to, well, he, he is that, but to share the love of God. We as a church have to be about reconciliation. We as a church have to be about moving outside of our, our comfort zone, moving outside of the gathering, and reaching in to our, our communities, reaching into our Jerusalem, reaching the people around us. And we do that by intentionally building relationships, intentionally having deep conversations, intentionally bringing spiritual um, discussions about the goodness of God into our everyday living. Jesus passed this mandate of reconcilia reconciliation onto us. The Apostle Paul put it this way, that those who are in Christ, he says, are new creations and have been reconciled to him and their sins have been forgiven. And it says now he has given you and I the ministry of reconciliation. Listen to this scripture. It says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. Listen to that, that we are ambassadors, we are sent, and that God is making his appeal through us. And, and he goes on to say, this is, this is Paul, say, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who has no sin be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of, uh, of God. So we see this sending as ambassadors and we see this calling and imploring that we will do whatever it takes to, to share the love of God with those around us because we are sent and we carry the good news with, with us that Christ has, has, has paid the price, has redeemed us and has created us, it made us new creations in him. Matthew 28, what is his authority for? In Acts 1, why did he fill us with the power of the Holy Spirit? The answer is that is his authority is so that we would go and make disciples. He fills us with the power of the Holy Spirit so that we will be a witness. This is the sending that the church does. We don't just gather. We don't just make disciples in the church. We have to go. We are sent to make disciples and to be a witness.
Misconception three, sending is for the elite and the professionals. It's for people who have gone to seminary. It's for those who have done Bible college. It's for those who, you know, are, have been, you know, what what you'd say, doing ministry for a long time, that they're the ones who are supposed to be sent. They're the ones who are supposed to, to go and engage with those who don't know Jesus. This mindset, it, it will cripple a church. We, as the, the church, are all sent. Every one of us are sent with the power of the Holy Spirit, with the good news, with the light of God in us to be able to share that, share that with everybody around us. The church, as leaders, our job is to equip people to make disciples, not equip people to invite people to church. So often, we, we as a church believe that we're, we're supposed to equip the members to go out and invite people back. And that is, in, in America, has worked for a long time. But we have seen statistically that that has stopped working and that we need to return to the original mandate that we are sent people who have to engage with those who don't know Jesus and that we are called to make disciples who then teach others to obey Jesus in everything and make disciples who then teach others to obey and follow Jesus who make disciples and so on and so on and so on. And here we are today. That is why we are here as a church, because this is what the church has done imperfectly, at, you know, over and over again. But this is the mandate that the church has embraced for thousands of years. So the truth here is that everyone in Christ is an ambassador of Christ. That has to be our mindset. That Hey, all of us, myself included, all of us in Christ are ambassadors of Christ. That we carry and represent the King of Kings. That we carry the mission of God and we represent the King of Kings. For all of us, this looks like putting Jesus at the very center of our lives, surrendering completely to him and making him the preeminent taking the preeminent place in our lives, that he is the most important thing. And when that happens, yes, that will be seen and felt by the people around us, but not because we gather together and, and hold on to what we have, but because we go out and share this with all those around us. I, I need to confess, I fail at this constantly. Um, and I'm sure you do too. But that doesn't change the mandate. We will do this imperfectly, but we, we must do this. <laughs> it has to be something that we embrace fully and something that we, um, we, we already know that we are called to do it. We already know that he has empowered us and given us the authority to do it. Now it's our job, 
He's put it in our hands, yours and mine, to go and to make disciples who will make disciples who will make disciples. For all of us, we are called to engage those around us. For some of us, we may be called to, to, to go out a little further, hopefully most of us, to go on mission trips, to engage at the campus, to, to help with a church plant in one way or another, pray, give, go, um, that we're engaged in the mission of God around the world. There will be a few of us who are called to, to be part of a church planting team and to, to go and to break open new ground, you know, or a few of us that are called to go overseas internationally um, long-term and support a work that, that is going on or, or birth a new work. But all of us are ambassadors of Christ. All of us are called into this mission. Thankfully, it says that God, the, the scripture ended that he will be with us through it all to the ends of the earth. And so we are not doing this alone. We're doing this as a community and we're doing this under the authority and the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's the big idea. We are all sent and it is your and my responsibility to finish the work that Jesus has started. All of us, anyone who has surrendered their life to Jesus and said, my life is yours, I am now living for you. We all are all sent and called to engage with those who don't yet know him and haven't experienced his love and goodness and mercy. We all must play a part. Each of us has a sphere of influence that God has called us into to serve, to bless, to love, and to share his goodness and to share how he has transformed you and made you a new creation. We don't have to complicate this. It's not overly complicated, but we need to prioritize this. I'm gonna pray for us, but before I do, I want you to pull out your phones, write down the name of two people this week that you're going to intentionally engage with and, and whatever it is, if you're going to love them, if you're going to encourage them, if you're going to share about Jesus with them, write that down and say, this is how I'm going to respond to God's call on my life that I am sent. Let us pray. Thank you, God, for your coming to earth, that you, you were sent from heaven into to, to our world. God, thank you for your sacrifice and your redemption and the ability that we can now have a relationship with you. God, I know that it doesn't stop there. Um, I pray, God, that you would help us as we go. Um, God, that um, you would, by your spirit, give us um, boldness beyond our own and courage. Uh, and God, that you would speak through us. God, that the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, would be felt by those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, church. Have a great week. 
God bless you.